As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So you really want to make sure you feel, I think the comfort level is paramount. Because if you don't feel comfortable to call them, whoever it might be as your advisor, then I think you should look for a different relationship. You're going to... I think it's a long-term, high-value relationship. Hello, and welcome to Financials Podcast, Future Rich. I'm your host, Barbara Ginty, and I am also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. And today I'm doing a solo episode. We don't do these that often, but we had a request uh, for a topic that I thought would be something good that I could just do pretty quickly on my own um, and share with everybody. So a question that we get often, and this uh, was a specific request that we got on Instagram. And as a friendly reminder, we're happy to pop on here and do specific episodes on specific topics. If there's anything you're ever curious about or you want an opinion on, just shoot us a DM. And if we think it's a good fit, we will happily do an episode. So this episode is about when and why you would hire a financial advisor. And so I think this is a great question. And and honestly, I don't think we've ever addressed it in over 200 episodes about when and why you would hire a financial advisor. So I think the first thing that is important to discuss is what is the difference between a financial coach and a financial advisor? So, and and that we've chatted about, um, I think once we had one episode on that, the difference between a financial coach and a financial advisor. And sometimes people get those mixed up. So let's just start with clarifying who is a financial coach and what do they serve? And then who is a financial advisor and what does that look like? And who would use the, you know, a financial advisor? And so I would say a financial coach is somebody who is going to help you with setting up a good foundation and good money habits. And so I do think, and once again, a little bit of opinion here, I think they can really help you with paying down debt, learning and increasing your savings and improving your financial literacy. Not to say that a financial advisor doesn't do that, 
but financial advisors tend to have a higher price point. And so when you're getting started and you have maybe student loan debt or you've accrued some credit card debt and you just need some guidance on how to manage that aspect of your life, so getting rid of the debt, increasing your savings, having a savings plan, a debt management plan, that could be a great fit for a financial coach because it might not be a great fit for a financial advisor. And we'll talk about what is a good fit for that and when do you decide to hire one. So if you're looking for some help, basically to get you to the point where you might need a financial advisor and that investment for a financial advisor will make sense, you could start with a financial coach depending on the area of your life. Because I've had some people that have come to me and really needed more of a debt management strategy and payoff plan. And for what they were going to spend for me, it probably wasn't worthwhile, but they could find someone more aligned with what they could spend in order to get their debt management under control and increase their savings with a financial coach. So I think kind of step one, determining where you are in your financial life and what the goals are will determine, you think about like a fork in the road, like do we do financial coaching or do we go financial advice? And so when you decide, like it's not just education, literacy, debt management, and a a general very, I want to say not complicated, but a more basic budgeting savings plan, then you would skew towards financial advice. And that's where it's going to be getting more complicated. And what you're going to be looking for with a financial advisor is, in my opinion, you're going to be wanting to look for somebody who not only has their licensing, but also has designations that suit you. So for instance, I have the CFP, which is the general uh, financial planning designation. To get it, you have to have an undergraduate degree. You have to sit through the prerequisites for um, the CFP program before you can sit for the exam. When I took the exam, it was a 10-hour, two-day exam. The pass rate was between 50 and 60%, meaning a lot of people did not pass, which is good, right? Because obviously, we don't want it to be easy, and you want to make sure that everyone who has that designation really understands the content and the foundation of that education before they're out there working with clients. And besides that, there's an ethics component. You're a fiduciary, meaning you put your clients first. There are a lot of components on it and and you can look it up, but it's a great program. That's one designation you can look for. I will say that the CFP talks about how it's the gold standard in the industry. I, I would happen to agree not to say that you can't have a great advisor that doesn't have it or that doesn't have a different designation. Um, and we have some of those designations listed on as a download on our website. But if you're going to be going for a financial advisor, you're going to be wanting them to have those licensing and you're going to be wanting them to be, in my opinion, a fiduciary, meaning that they're putting your best interest first and that they don't just say that, but they actually have the fiduciary requirements from a compliance standpoint. And anybody who is a true fiduciary can show you that they are a fiduciary, either by having a designation or some other documentation stating they're a fiduciary. And so I think step one is you want to make sure you're working with a fiduciary. And then step two is when you're going to have that more complicated situation. So generally, you're going to be wanting to either pay a fee, which would be a financial planning fee, or you would be willing to pay for an asset under management fee. Either way is fine. Those are the most common ways. Some also do an hourly fee, but most often you're going to have advisors want you to commit to a certain fee, whether it's a planning fee or an asset under management fee or a combination of them both. And that's why I think that you want to just look at where you are in your financial life to see if you're at the point to pay and you need to pay for that more specialized advice. 
an education. They still provide education, but it's going to be more complex. And so I would say depends on the complexity of your life, but some things they can help you with. Um, and it, everyone has a specialty, I will say that. And I guess a good way to think about it is similar to doctors where they have specialties, right? You have your primary care and then you have, you know, like an ENT or an OBGYN where they all have those specialties where if you have a, you can find that also with financial advisors. So let's say for instance, you're somebody that works in corporate America, right? And you have stock options um, and deferred compensation and more complex corporate benefits. You can find an advisor that specializes in corporate benefits where they can help you maximize what you're seeing within your corporate uh, benefits package. You might have other advisors where their specialty is government workers. They really know that system in and out, the pension benefits, and you know how to choose those benefits and the healthcare. So you can look for advisors and you'll find that they also have specialties. Some advisors work specifically, like I said, with dentists, right? That's a specialty or with doctors, um, that's a specialty. They Everybody has unique needs. And so you can find an advisor most often that has a specialty. Most of them are general practice as well, but some have really are really specialized and just work with certain situations and, and certain type of people because that's their skill set. So they've honed it and that's who they work with. And so I would say that for all of those scenarios, generally, you'll be at a certain situation in life where you're either willing to pay for that higher end planning, where the spend is going to be more valuable to you than keeping the money. So for instance, Maybe you need a lot of tax planning and it's worth paying $5,000 a year or $10,000 a year or $15,000 a year for an advisor because they're saving you tens of thousands of dollars with tax strategy or because they've improved your investment selection or they've helped you take advantage of those corporate benefits. But I will say that generally advisors are going to come at a higher price point. And so you're going to want to make sure that you're at that point in your life where you're willing to pay and you think it makes sense to pay to get that value that you're looking for. And that might just be somebody organizing your financial life and saying, this is how much you're going to contribute in retirement. This is how we're going to take advantage of those stock options. This is, you know, we're want to make sure we're making principal payments on your mortgage. We want to make sure that now that you have children, we have the correct ideally term life insurance and that we have, you have an estate planning attorney to take care of that. So I would say when your life gets more complicated and you're at a certain point in life where you, you have the spend or you have the assets, right? And all advisors are different in what is their minimum to work with them. And another thing to think about is if you're interested in working with an advisor and you're like, oh, well, I don't know if I have enough money yet. It also depends on the advisor, right? So when I first started out, I did not have a minimum. Now that I'm 10 years in the industry in personal finance, and gosh, I mean, I've been in finance for longer than that, I guess closer to, geez Louise, I think 16 years start to finish. So my minimum is higher because of that, because of the experience and because obviously just like everyone else finds themselves, you have limited time. And so my goal is to work at my highest and best value, which means the more complicated cases. And that usually ends up being on the, the higher price point or the more assets. And so you all, but that doesn't mean that you can't get a great advisor who also has all those credentials, who maybe works at a firm and their experience level is four to six years. And they take somebody whose minimum is 
their minimum is a hundred thousand or fifty thousand, and they're involved in a team, and you know this person on the team takes those assets, and the higher your more credentialed, longer tenured person, it's a million dollars or five hundred thousand to work with them. So that's a lot of things to think about. But I think the key is just like any other area of your life, at a certain point, it makes sense to outsource certain things that A, you're not interested in learning how to do, or you don't think that the time you're going to spend on learning how to do something is the best use of your time or potential. Obviously, I do my own finances because this is what I do for a living. Honestly, at some point, I will probably be so busy doing other people's finances, I will probably want a second opinion on mine because I'm spending so much time on everybody else's. But so this isn't an area of my life I'll probably outsource. I'll probably just get a second opinion. But that doesn't mean that it isn't a good idea for someone else to outsource it and say, you're really excellent at your career, your career, I'll just make something up. You're a dermatologist. That's your specialty. That's what you're great at. Well, then you're probably not going to want to spend your weekends and nights figuring out your personal finances, right? It's probably not what you enjoy. It's probably not your best and highest use or value. And so it makes sense at that point to hire someone in who can do that for you and quarterback that for you and make sure everything is getting done and helping you guide you towards your financial goals. And that you have that, we like to say, we like to think of ourselves as like the chief financial officer for our clients or the quarterback for our clients, making sure that they have the right pieces in place and that we're moving forward towards their goals on a regular basis. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because these past few months I've been prioritizing my health as I've recovered from a nasty case of long haul COVID. I love that it takes the mental work out of getting my vitamins and supplements in because with just one scoop of AG1, you're getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, and probiotics. It's been super simple to incorporate into my morning routine because there's virtually no prep required and it tastes great. Plus, it's way cheaper than a fancy coffee habit. If you want to give it a try, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash future rich. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash future rich to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. That's when I think it makes the most sense to hire someone. You get to that point where you say, it's worth me hiring someone to do this because if I don't learn how to do it, I might make expensive mistakes. And I don't want to spend the time and energy and take away from my career and my personal life to learn how to do this. And I will say the third option that I guess I didn't mention is the third option is the DIY. You do it yourself. And there's nothing wrong, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with doing it yourself. I I will say though, I guess if we have to like throw it out, I would say probably the majority of people aren't going to become experts doing it themselves. Some people really enjoy personal finance, read everything, and will do a great job. A lot of people don't spend the time and energy to to be excellent at it because it it requires time and energy, especially because there's always a lot of moving pieces in personal finance because it's not just investments; it's all the other aspects of it too, like insurance and I mean investments is a component, but insurance, retirement income planning, estate planning, there's a lot, you know, the budgeting, the debt makeup, all of those things, leveraging tax strategies. There's so many things that go into your financial life. It's not just investments. I think sometimes people think, well, if I'm good at investments, everything else will fall into place. And 
there's actually a lot of nuances in the other aspects of financial planning that are very important and can affect basically the how well it can affect your investment area if you think of it as a separate bucket. But there are people that DIY and DIY is not a bad idea for some people. It's also not a, a bad idea to get you to the point where maybe you need an advisor. Like you might just be getting started and you might be fine currently, or you might use a financial coach just to make sure you understand your debt payoff, your saving strategy. And then at a certain point, that's when maybe you would consider instead of DIYing it, or you've advanced from a financial coach, you advance into a financial advisor. And I hope that answers everyone's questions, but I definitely think that paying someone for that part of your life is a worthwhile investment because one, it's the rest of your life, right? Your finances have a huge impact on the rest of your life, right? As we all know, if you have financial strain, it can cause a lot of stress and it can impact your relationships. It is one of the leading causes of divorce, as we can imagine. And so I definitely think it's a worthwhile spend. I think that you just want to make sure that you're at the right point in your life to hire an advisor. And then it's so important that you hire the right one, somebody that fits you, fits your needs, that you feel really comfortable with. And I think that the relationship should be looked at as a 30, 40 year relationship. Ideally, you work with your financial advisor your entire life, right? And so since it's such a long term and such an important relationship, you really want to make sure that you feel comfortable, that you feel like your needs are being met, and that there's a value in it for you. And to me, the comfort level is so key because if you don't feel like you can disclose everything to your financial advisor, it's not going to work very well, in my opinion. Like We really need to know everything about you. Like For instance, a medical diagnosis can really affect your financial plan. And you have to feel comfortable enough to tell your financial advisor, like, hey, I just got bad news medically. Like, how does this affect everything? Or what do we need to do differently? Or, hey, I lost my job. What do we do now? So you really want to make sure you feel, I think the comfort level is paramount because if you don't feel comfortable to call them, whoever it might be as your advisor, then I think you should look for a different relationship. You're going to, I think it's a long-term high value relationship. And I think that the comfort level is key that you feel comfortable disclosing everything because there's, I think it's key that you feel comfortable. I think that's paramount. You want to make sure that they can meet your needs from a planning standpoint. So for instance, if, if there's a specific type of niche you're looking for or objective you're looking for, you want to make sure they fit your budget and that you're aligned from that standpoint. You want to make sure they're fiduciary, but really, really, really very key is that you feel comfortable. Because you have to disclose so much to them, they're going to look through all your financial documents. They're going to know everything about you. And you want that because your life impacts your finances and your finances impact your life. It's completely tied together. And as I said, you, you want to be able to loop your advisor in. If you have a bad medical diagnosis, you lose your job. All of the tough things in life you loop them in for, but also you get to loop them in on all the great things. I'm getting married. I'm having a baby. I got a job. We're moving. So they're really with you for the whole ride. That's the intention. And that's the way, at least the way I look at it is it should be. They should be your trusted counselor, advisor, really your confidant and all of that. Um, And so you, I think, really want to make sure that you feel comfortable. And that's key. And that's part of a personality fit, right? So when you are looking for an advisor, I really, really stress that it's a good fit from a relationship standpoint besides it being a good fit from a credentialing standpoint, a niche standpoint, and a goal standpoint. Really, really want to highlight the relationship part. 
Because if you feel like you go in to meet with your advisor, you're not completely comfortable or you don't want to tell them this is where the money's going because you don't want to be judged, I don't think that's a good fit. So I just want to stress that because you also don't want to feel like you get talked down to. I've heard that before too, and I think that's awful. You don't want to feel like, well, I'm going to get judged or talked down to. You want to make sure this is a candid, open, honest conversation that you always feel comfortable with your advisor because their goal is to help you achieve your financial goals and help you go through those tough times and the great times in your life and be able to celebrate your wins, but also be able to help you navigate the tough part, the tough things that happen in life because tough things happen over the course of your life. And so I think that's one part that's not talked about enough with choosing an advisor is that personality fit and that comfort level. So hopefully that helps. But I would say, just to summarize, when you're choosing a financial advisor, you want to make sure that you're looking for someone who is credentialed, someone who is going to be a fiduciary. And I would say it's when you get to the point in your life, you are willing to outsource that area of your life and it makes sense to spend money to outsource it. And that is going to be different for everybody. That For some people that might be in their early 20s, they've got a corporate job and they just don't have the capacity to manage their finances. They want to pay someone to hand that over. That could be somebody. It could be somebody else. It could not be until they're in their 30s. You know, they worked, they enjoyed their 20s, they traveled around, maybe they lived in a camper van, they had a very simplified life and they didn't need anybody. And now they've graduated grad school, they're in their 30s, they're getting married, they got a corporate job, and they really need to hire someone to figure this all out. So it's hard to say when it's a right time because it's such an individual choice about when to hire. But I would say it's as your life gets more complicated and it makes sense to hire a professional. And that's going to vary by person. And once you get to that point in your life, whatever age it may be, because it varies, I would say then your criteria is fiduciary. You want to make sure that they're credentialed in the area that you need. And I think absolutely key that it's a personality and comfort fit. I think that is paramount to the relationship being successful because it should be a very long-term relationship. So I hope this helps. I would love to know your feedback. So if you want to send me a message on Instagram, our podcast Instagram is Future Rich Podcast. I am happy to jump on a Instagram live if you guys want to chat about this more. I think it's a really interesting topic and I actually realize I have never said when it's a great idea to start outsourcing to a financial advisor. And so so obvious that we should have talked about this and we didn't. So I hope this is helpful about when to think about hiring a financial advisor versus a financial coach versus doing it yourself. And so I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. You'll be listening to this on Friday and send us a DM. If you want to hear anything else, you want to chat about it more. And as always, all of our up-to-date information is on the podcast at Future Rich Podcast on Instagram. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.